Welcome to Dream Girl Dream. Dream Girl Dream is a podcast designed to encourage women to go for the things they dream about in life. Each week, I'll share tips and steps that move you into action. I'm Bernetta, your host, and I'm passionate about motivating women into action to live life on your terms and make your dreams come true. Each week, you'll hear talks that are designed to move you into action and one step or multiple steps closer to the life you desire. So dream, girl, dream. You can learn more about me at dreamgirldream.com or bernettastyle.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Dream Girl Dream. I'm excited today because we have Brianna Queen on my podcast, and we're going to talk about um, her amazing, her road from being a marketer to just a course creating manifestation <laughs> of queen. And I'm excited to have her on the show. So welcome, Brianna. How are you today? I am good. Thank you for having me. You're welcome. I'm going to read your bio before we um, start talking so they can know um, more about you. So with over a decade of experience teaching video marketing strategies and developing digital marketing campaigns that boost her clients' online visibility and revenue, Brianna is well known for helping service providers and content creators go from church mouse quiet to online industry rock stars, amassing over 85,000 YouTube subscribers and over 5 million views. Brianna Queen is an award-winning digital marketing strategist who teaches entrepreneurs and content creators how to turn that knowledge into profitable online course, into a profitable online course. Um, Brianna has also been voted 2019 favorite business blogger by Southern Ford and Florida BlogCon, the largest blogging the largest blogging convention in the Southeast. Additionally, she was nominated and selected as one of the top influential women in Tampa, Florida, by No Tribe a book dean, the new who's who book by ABC News. So welcome, Brianna. Thank you. <laughs> now, I honestly, I don't remember who we met through. I don't know if it was Georgie. I don't know if it was Tia, um, but we met and I'm so glad our paths crossed. And then me and you took that exercise class together. <laughs> remember that? <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, but I'm so glad our paths crossed because when I first met you, I don't even think you had started doing courses. You were still marketing, um, right? Yes. So how did you make the transition? Because I was reading your bio and more information about you that you were working in corporate America and then you made the transition. Yeah. So I was, I've been a YouTuber for a really long time and um, I started YouTube when I graduated from college, I couldn't find a job. Um, but you know, Sally Mae was like, ma'am, <laughs> I don't care about all that. You need to pay these bills. Um, so I had started a YouTube channel and because I had a consultancy where I basically did like marketing, I was consulting that way. And I started the YouTube channel because of that. Cause I had a client who was like, Hey, can you help me do YouTube? So at that time, I only did Facebook and Twitter. Instagram wasn't really a thing back then. So that was how I kind of got into the YouTube space. And I was like, well, I'll just do some beauty videos. Cause I've always liked beauty. So I did beauty videos those blew up. I did not expect those to blow up the way they did. And it was kind of a hobby. It was really fun. So um, I had the YouTube channel and I was technically a part-time content creator. And then I was part-time as a marketing consultant. And then I got a job in corporate. So I had marketing in corporate and then part-time content creator. So that's what I really did for, I want to say at least eight years. Um, and then as, part, as far as being a content creator, I also was a makeup artist. So that was kind of like 
being a content creator, beauty videos blew up to the point where people were like, hey, can you do my makeup? So I did people's makeup. I did that for three years and I realized I didn't like it. Mm. I didn't like it. <laughs> um, I did not like it. Um, <laughs> I, I realized certain things that you can enjoy, but you don't have to actually want to do it. So yeah. um, from there, I was like, okay, well, I'm, I don't really like this makeup thing. I enjoy it as a hobby, but not so much making money from it what do I really enjoy? What was the reason why I even got into YouTube? And it was marketing, like marketing was the core. So I decided to really get back into marketing. And I created a course all about my first course did really bad. Nobody bought it. I marketed it. I, I spent so much time, energy and money on this course and nobody bought it. What was, it was the name of that course? It was called YouTube Academy. Okay. Yes. And it was about how to use YouTube. People kept saying they wanted me to create a course on YouTube. So I said, I am a creative course and I created a course and nobody bought this course. <laughs> no, <I'm, laughs> I was so devastated. Um, so nobody bought it. And I just kind of put that on the shelf. And that was like mm-hmm. 2018, 2019. And 2020 was when I was like, okay, I'm get. I was, the pandemic happened. I was really burnt out with having my one-on-one clients because at that point I was trying to leave corporate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was like, okay, well, how else can I, how else can I leave corporate the fastest way possible without me having to give any more of my time? Cause I'm already working corporate already. I'm a consultant. So I decided, okay, I'm gonna try this course thing one more time. And I tried the course thing one more time, but I did differently. Instead mm-hmm. of me creating the course, I asked my, I, I really did the marketing behind mm-hmm. it. Mm -hmm. And then the second time I did the course, you know, it hit the 14K in three weeks. And I was able to really just grow that course into hitting, you know, the the six-figure mark. So did you launch that first course again with the marketing skills or you created a whole new course? And did you ever go? And if you did not, did you ever launch that YouTube course again? (laughs) No. So I I did a completely different course because it. I, when I did the market research, I realized what I thought my audience wanted was not what they wanted. They didn't want a course on how to start a YouTube channel. They said that, but mm-hmm. when I really did the market research, I realized that what they wanted was they wanted to learn how to make money with YouTube, mm-hmm. even if they had a small audience. And that was something I was really good at. I was really good at affiliate marketing and sponsorships and digital products. So I created a new course because I realized that a course on YouTube, they didn't really, you can Google that. They didn't really yeah. want it was it was too beginner for what they really truly wanted okay well you're doing it now so how many courses have you created since 2020 you said that was the one that blew up right when you created Mm -hmm. it in 2020 yep so since then I've had three main so I've had three big courses which was the the YouTube coins and then I had um uncomplicated sales and then now I just teach people how to create courses and I have like little mini courses too so I have like a little mini course on how to batch your videos little mini course on, you know, how to get paid for sponsorships. So I have like little mini courses as well. That's pretty cool. So since you've made the leap, I guess you have left corporate America. You figured out a way to leave corporate America, right? Mm-hmm. So when did you do that? 2020 or 2021? Um, so in 2020, I um, was engaged. So I was like, okay, let me leave corporate once I get married so last year I got married and I told corporate thank you for these this decade but I'm out (laughs) um but yeah so I left right after I got married because I knew that I didn't need the extra stress of trying to plan a wedding during the pandemic and (laughs) trying to leave corporate so how is married life it's great it's amazing I love it you've had your first anniversary yet no, so we got married in October of last okay. year. Okay, okay. 
So it's coming up. Okay. Honeymoon mm-hmm. phase. It's amazing. Yeah. I saw your pictures. You were a beautiful bride. Thank you. <laughs> Let me ask you. Um, so what has been one of your step out on faith moments that you've had to endure? I've had a lot of step out on faith moments. And I really feel like my the, my biggest transformations have come from me taking that leap or believing that whatever happens, it'll work out for me. Um, mm-hmm. Just like a little really quick history. In 2013, I moved to Florida by myself. I was like 24 mm-hmm. and I didn't know anyone. I didn't know a single soul. I just knew that I'm from Louisville, Kentucky. If you can't tell from the accent. <laughs> and um, I just was really unhappy. And I was having like really bad anxiety and panic attacks. I went to see um, a therapist and we together, we realized that I was living my life for other people and not for myself. And when mm-hmm. that happens, you're going to be unhappy because you're not mm-hmm. living for yourself. You're not being your true self. So I was like, okay, well, what would make me the happiest? So I did a whole journey of really just figuring out who is Brianna. And granted, I was 24. So 24-year-old Brianna, Brianna is a whole different than Brianna these days. But um, I decided I wanted to relocate near the beach. So mm-hmm. I relocated. I didn't know anyone. That was probably a really huge leap of faith because I didn't know anyone. And of course, people are like, oh, you shouldn't relocate. You don't know anybody. That's dangerous. You're young. Um, but I did it. And my biggest regret, honestly, is I wish I would do it sooner. Mm. So yes. what was Tampa? What about Tampa, though, out of all the places you could have did on water? So I took, so it's funny because I wrote down every city that I wouldn't mind moving to. So it was like LA, Chicago, (laughs) Houston, and I love all those places. But when I came to Tampa, it just felt right. Like in my spirit, I remember like we was driving on the bridge and it just felt, it felt peaceful. Mm. It was an experience I've never felt before. It was like, okay, this is where you need to be. So how many years now have you been in Tampa? Uh, since 2013, so it's nine years now. Wow, been a while, and you're doing it, you're making I, it right. It and I'm saying with me when I moved to Atlanta from college, um, because I'm from Chicago, and when I graduated, I could have went back home. My mom was there, brothers, but I said, you know what, I'm gonna go to Atlanta because um, I want to see if I can make it. I was 21, and I did. I lived there for 17 years. Met my husband there, and all my kids there had a great life so yeah sometimes you just got to step out on faith yeah and I mean it was probably like I said it was probably the biggest leap of faith for me but because I'm happy I did it I met my husband here I bought a home I started a business here um so it was like one of those things where it was a huge leap but I've, I've realized that if I want to be the person I want to be it's going to require me leaving my comfort zone mm-hmm. absolutely so what are some of the big well, give me one big thing that you've manifested that you maybe wrote down, you spoke into this and it came to pass. Oh, a lot. My <laughs> husband, <laughs> uh, my amazing husband. That's something that I, I manifested. And that was just me being like, okay, the person, the man I want to meet, what would that require of me? Right. Mm-hmm. Like I want to meet a man who's kind, a kind man's like, I want no mean girl, you know, like he's going to mm-hmm. want some- so that was something I definitely manifested on my business. I wanted a business that felt right because I was in corporate for 10 years and I was exhausted. And I was always on this hamster wheel of work, 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 work. And I realized like, okay, I want to have a business to where it's successful and it makes money. And I don't have to be rooted in struggle or rooted in microaggressions. Cause I come from a, a marketing and advertising background and I was always the only black woman, sometimes the only black person in the company. So it was like, okay, I want to be able to manifest a business to where I don't 
have to fight for a seat at the table and then when I get the seat at the table I can't even eat like it's like (laughs) you know so I manifested my business it's something I love I get to impact women I get to help women I get to teach women I wake up every day I'm happy I love what I do I feel empowered and I feel I feel alive and I feel like there's something that it's a legacy for me when I leave this world something that I I can say like hey like when I left when I was in this world this is what I did I served these women and made their lives easier so how do you feel for those listening that you manifested those things like your husband your job your business how do you feel you manifested they might say well what does she do what's her process Did she write it down Did she pray you know like how do you feel you did that I did write it down. Mm-hmm. I did pray. I did all the things I did. You know, <laughs> what does it feel like to be self-employed? You know, I did mm-hmm. all of that. But my biggest advice to people or to women or anyone listening to this is to take action because we can write it all day long. We can pray all day long. We can we can do all the like everything. Right. Yeah. But it will not happen until we take action. If you're like, OK, I want to become self-employed write it down, pray about it, take your walks, meditate, but then create an action plan because it won't happen until you actually take action. Yeah. Like they say, faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. So you've um, been in business for a few years now. What is one of your biggest business regrets? Listening to other people. (laughs) That's probably, I mean, there's a granted you want to listen to people who are, I'll say this, Listen to people who have a business that you want or Mm -hmm. you aspire to be like or be, but don't listen, don't get cooking advice from somebody who's never been in the kitchen. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They tell you how to cook a lasagna and they've never stepped foot in the kitchen. You know, like that's probably my biggest. Yes. Like, and you know, deep down inside, you know, like trust yourself, you know what you want to do, you know, like your aspirations and your desires. And like, even I have on my wall, um, if I desire it, I'm meant for it. And that's mm. true. Like, I truly believe that if it was placed in you to desire that, then that means it was meant for you. So, and you don't let someone else who can't see that vision tell you otherwise, because your vision doesn't require validation. You don't need somebody else's validation for your vision. And that's probably something that I wish that I realized when I was younger, like, hey, I can desire these things. I can want these things. It's not impossible. It's not hard for me. If I desire it, then that means it's meant for me. Yeah. And like you said, you don't need validation. People think, well, I got this idea. Let me run it by Tina Larissa, you know, Tina Larissa mm-hmm. and see what they say. And if they don't like it, well, maybe I shouldn't know. God didn't give it to them. He gave it to you. Right. You know, but like you say, so many times we just grow up with getting validation from other people. Like I said, if you ain't never cooked, then how are you going to tell me how to make shrimp pasta? <laughs> <laughs> right. And I just, I don't want to leave this, this world. And I'm, I'm like, God, I didn't use the gifts that you gave me because Tina, John, Susie, May, yeah. and it won't go, God going to be like, girl, what? <laughs> like, so for me, it's like, I, I know what I want. Truly deep down inside, he planted the seeds. I just have to, you know, soil them and water them. But I know what I want. I have to be true to myself. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you just have to walk that path alone. Um, but I think that that makes people afraid too. you know. So what's next for Brianna? Like, what's your next big dream? You know, honestly, I don't know, which is really weird for me because I'm very dream based. But right now I am just basking in all the blessings that I have because right now I'm living pray dreams obviously I want a bigger business I want to be able to hire my mother it's like my next go hire my mom as an employee mm-hmm. um stuff like that but for right now truly I just 
I'm, I'm a newlywed. I have a business that I really enjoy. I'm literally traveling like every two weeks. We just got back from St. Martin. I treated my mom to a whole week in St. Martin. And that was like, she was blown away because she hasn't been on vacation in like three weeks. So right now I'm just enjoying the fruits of my labor mm -hmm. and, and appreciating the, the fact that I get to live prayed dreams. That's amazing. Um, with courses though, because I'm on your email list. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I do want to make a course. And I've been, I even forwarded one of your emails to my husband because he's making a course and he's dragging his feet. I'm like, you need to get this course. I don't know if you know my husband's a real estate agent. Mm -hmm. um, and he's creating a course for realtors. But why do you think people need to make courses? Oh my gosh. Okay. I'm, I'm going to try not to talk your audience. Okay. Courses hold such a dear, or sorry, I'll just say this. I had no intention to create a course on how to create a course. Um, <laughs> I had no, I had no desire to do that this year. Um, I took a solo trip at the beginning of this year to Washington, DC. I love history. I'm such a history buff. If there's a history museum, you're going to find me in it. I love history. <laughs> so I said, okay, I'm going to do, do a little solo trip into the African-American museum. Mm -hmm. And my goal for this year was to really build up. I had a video editing agency and I was going to mm -hmm. build that up. And I was going to, you know, I was like, okay, I want to give more opportunities to people. I want to provide more jobs. So I went to this museum and I'm just like basking and like, oh my gosh, everything that my, my ancestors have done. And I heard God tell me like, let's be real. Like black people have done a lot of labor. We've done a lot of labor throughout history. We don't need any more labor. We need opportunities so that we can rest. Mm. and that is the let like walking through I was like all I saw was just us constantly working and working and working and working and working is necessary but at some point rest is re retribution and it was like okay like it just came I was like well how can I help like how can I instead of giving more labor what can I do and it's like mm. what have I been doing the fact that I was able to quit my job and my job was very toxic the fact that I was able to pay off debts and treat my mom to vacations and I was able to rest was because of courses. So to me, like online courses, it's a digital product, but more than anything, it allows you to rest. And there's so much power in rest. Mm -hmm. And you get to rest while still making money. So courses to me, I feel like if you have an expertise, a knowledge, a skill, why not leverage that with the course? Because one, there are people out here who are waiting for what you have to offer. Mm -hmm. Like there are plenty of people who do who have finance courses, right? But you, you're going to have your own spin into it and the way that you spin it is the way I need it so it can resonate with me mm -hmm. so I can't have my gifts unlocked until I take your course which you have to create it mm -hmm. so for one your course allows you to impact people without you having to physically be there so now it allows you to have a, a stream of passive income and then on top of that it allows you more time freedom and financial freedom while you also increase your impact and influence and to me that is so powerful and then some people don't really talk about as a legacy um, my, my father passed away last year and my sister passed away two years ago. And it's like, when you leave this world, like, what do you leave behind? Children? Yes. But mm -hmm. what else? How, mm -hmm. how else do you have a legacy? You created a course that allowed other women to, you know, manifest their life. You created a course that allowed women to get out of financial debt. Like you created a course that allowed somebody to buy their first home when they never thought it was possible. That is legacy. You leave this world and you can say, I helped this person. And a course allows you to do that 10x. Mm -hmm. Do you think that once you make your first course, it gets easier? Yes, I do. I think the first course is definitely the hardest, um, but if you do it right, your first course can be your last course. Mm, because 
I wonder if like after you make your first course, do you, can you use that same template, you know, no matter what you're, you know, use plug and play, no matter what you're trying to sell. Um, so yeah, I was wondering that, like, it's the first course. Like they said, the first million is the hardest. <laughs> so I was wondering about the first course, because like, even with my husband, I feel he's getting stopped, you know, he's getting mm-hmm. blocked. So um, I'm going to show him this podcast when we get done. Like, okay, you need to, you need to get this course. Because I yeah. agree with you, your first course, it could be your last if it's marketed, right? You know? Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times, like for me, my first course, the second course to me was the hardest because my first course was a fail. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it was like, oh, I just spent all this time on this course. I didn't even do another one. So one thing that I do teach inside of my program is how, like, do not launch your course until mm-hmm. you have pre-sold it. Until mm-hmm. you get your first sale, then you create it. For me, I created the course first and then I was trying to sell it and nobody wanted it because mm-hmm. they didn't want that. Whereas the second time I did the market research, I was like, okay, come to find out they don't want a course on how to do YouTube. They want to know how to make money. So then I was able to make the course because they said they already wanted this and I was able to scale it and sell it more. So like, that's probably a really big mistake newbies make is creating a course before you have sales behind it. Oh, okay. So have you done that with all the rest of your courses? Like every single one, I never launch anything until I get a sale for it until I pre-sell it. And you think about it, you know, like for example, Beyonce, when she does concerts, she'll do like a pre-launch where you can get tickets ahead of anybody else. She's pre-selling it. Mm-hmm. Um, artists and, and authors, they'll have a book that they haven't released yet. And they'll say, hey, you can buy the book now. If you buy it now, you know, you'll get it earlier than everybody else. Or you get a special discount or a special rate. Like, Lots of industries pre-sell their offers. You, like as a course creator, we should be pre-selling our offer because it's going to validate it. It's going to say, okay, if I pre-sell this, if one person buys it, then that means that plenty of people are going to buy it, right? But if nobody's buying it, then that means, okay, maybe it's not something that the market wants. Maybe I need to position it better. Maybe the messaging is off or maybe I don't have the right audience for it. So if you pre-sell your course and somebody buys it, how long, that, and it also motivates you to finish the course, you mm-hmm. know, so how long from when you get that first sale with the pre-sale do, does it take for you to create the course and finish it and be ready to sell it or send it to the people that bought it? So I've had clients who had their first pre-sale and finished their course in a week because it, okay. it was a smaller, yeah, it depends on your course. Um, okay. You can have a small, like I have one client, she's a friendship coach and she had a membership. So she already had all these videos, mm-hmm. but she just wanted to package up like a course. I was like, okay, well get your first sale for it first. So once she got her first sale and she said, okay, I know that it's time for me to go ahead and start building out this course. Because if somebody bought it, then like you said, it's going to make you fire under your butt. You got to get it done. Mm-hmm. And then for two, it's going to give you a testimonial. Mm-hmm. And for three, it is going to give you a little cash injection because now you have a little money that you can put towards, you know, maybe you want to do some ads or maybe mm-hmm. you want to, you know, do email marketing. Maybe you want to send your students, you know, a nice little gift. So now you have some cash injection. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, if you are listening out there, you need to check out her website so you can start a course. Because <laughs> um, like she said, your first course could be your last or you might love it so that you become, you know, the course creator. So mm-hmm. Okay. What motivates you? What motivates me? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I always go back to it, but I just, for me, I want to leave this world and know that I use the gifts that God gave me. Like that is literally my drive. <laughs> that is why I do, even when I'm terrified to do stuff, I ask myself like, okay, like I'm terrified to do, I'm terrified to quit my job. I'm terrified to launch this offer. But the, 
I serve over nerve. So even mm. if I'm nervous, my goal is to always serve. I want to leave this world and say, okay, I did what I was supposed to do. I carried out my mission. I left this world better than how I found it. That's literally my drive. That's awesome. So, but what keeps you motivated though? Like, I know, I love that I serve over nerve because so many people do not. They let fear stop them and block them and keep them. But when you are down, when that fear comes, what, how do you say, you know, I'm going to keep going. Like, do you read the Bible? Like, you know what I mean? Like how, how do you get past that? I read a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, I love, I love reading mindset books. I do mm-hmm. pray. And then mm-hmm. I also meditate. And I learned recently, like, okay, praying, you're talking to God, but you need to have some time where you're actually listening to God. Mm-hmm. So that's something that I've been doing recently as well as praying and meditating. And I do read a lot. Um, I find that if I read a lot of mindset books or if I read just people, other people's journeys. If I read where, you know, this millionaire, they was broke and then they came up, they obviously had challenges too. And it puts my situation in perspective. Like this is normal. This is okay. It's okay for me to fall down. It's okay for me to fail. It's okay for me to have, you know, limiting beliefs. I I can move past it. Awesome. So, um, as we are ending our podcast, one thing I like to do is ask my guests, like, word association questions. So I'm going to ask you one question. I mean, one word, and then you tell me the first thing that comes to mind. Okay. So the first word is money. I am worthy of it. Freedom. I desire it. (laughs) Dream. It's unlimited. Dreams are unlimited. There's no cap on dreams. Faith. I have an abundance of it. And courses. I am going to transform the world with courses. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. So can you tell one piece of advice too? Can you tell um, anyone that's listening one piece of advice for someone that might feel stuck, someone that might feel afraid just to take that first step or first jump? Do you have any advice for them or words of encouragement? Yeah. So like I said, I, I have a serve over nerve. So I serve even if I'm nervous. And if that is how you operate as well, um, one thing I have found is just reminding yourself that there is someone out there who is struggling. They are praying for you. They have a problem and they just don't understand how to solve it. And you're the solution. Like inside your mind, you have the skills and experience and answers and they're waiting on you to show up mm-hmm. and they will not have their problem solved until you show up. You don't want to leave that person hanging. You don't want leave that person struggling and frustrated so when you're feeling stuck or when you're feeling scared or when you're feeling nervous take you out that like take you out of it out the Mm -hmm. equation and just think about okay yes I'm nervous yes I'm scared but there is somebody out there and they're not going to be able to live their best life until I show up for them Mm -hmm. and it is my duty to show up for them because God wouldn't give me this gift if it wasn't for me to give to somebody else I love it I love it. Like you said, take yourself out of it. It's not about you. When God gives you gifts, it's really not about you. It's about the people that he wants you to affect. Yeah. Um, and God, okay. you don't want to tell God, like, God I didn't use the gift because, you know, I was nervous because Susie told me I was ugly. So that's why I didn't do it. God going to be like, girl, you're for real. Like, <laughs> uh, before I let you go, um, I know you said you read a lot. Could you tell us one or two of your favorite books? So Believe Bigger is probably one of my favorite books. Um, oh, I love and, that book. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. one of my favorite, favorite books. I have so many. Um, can I do three? So Believe Bigger <laughs> is for faith. 
because Believe Bigger took me out of a place where I was, I felt really like low and it reminded mm-hmm. me that sometimes disruption is necessary for your destiny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as far as like strategy, um, obviously Atomic Habits. I love Atomic Habits. I read it every mm-hmm. single year. And then I recently read a book called The Most Powerful Woman in the Room and I really enjoyed it because oh. it really just talks about how like you, you're the most powerful woman in the room because you say it. And it's really mm-hmm. about confidence and just owning who you are. Have you ever, um, tag, I cannot think of the name of the book. I think it's called The Leap. Um, Is it Leapfrog? I read Leapfrog. I think this might be be Leapfrog. And it talks about um, how you self-destruct yourself or self-sabotage. It might be The Big Leap, but I might, I'll just message you. But it's about self-sabotage, how you get so far to a point and you're about to like make the big leap, but then you do something to bring yourself back. Like say you're working- Is it the goldfish? Like the cover's a goldfish? Yeah, it has a goldfish. I vaguely read that. I haven't Mm -hmm. finished it, but I have read a little bit of it. It is amazing. I told my friends to read it because I saw myself in it. It's like, say if you're working out and your goal is 150 and you're right there at like 152 and you see all you need to do is just eat good (laughs) and exercise one good week you won't you'll go eat that steak or you'll go eat those french fries for whatever reason you self-sabotage yourself every time you get right close to your goal and he goes deep into why and i'm like oh my god this is me um and i might read that book again because it was so powerful but i can't think of the name but you have it has the fish on it and i'm going to find it and i might message you yeah i think Um, that it's a big leap okay i actually have the audio book of that i just haven't got around to finishing it that's Um, how i read it i read the audio um when i used to take my walks and stuff and i did the audio too with atomic habits um Mm -hmm. that's a good book as well but thank you brianna tell everybody where they can find you follow you get your courses Yes. So if you are thinking about creating a course um, or maybe you're in the middle of it, I do have a free quiz. Just go to briannaqueen.com slash quiz. My name is spelled a little different, uh, B-R-E-O-N-A and queen.com. And you can take that free quiz. I'm on Instagram, YouTube, Facebook. I'm on all the platforms. So just follow me on there. I like DMs. You can slide into my DMs. You can say (laughs) hello. I'll say hello back. Um, So yeah, that's how you can find me. All right, ladies, don't forget Dream Girl Dream. Thank you, Brianna, for being a guest on our show. Step out on faith and serve over nerve. (laughs) You all have a great weekend.